<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob. Bob. What? Bob. The Bob Seska Show. I have a new microphone. It's new microphone day. Not really. We're going to be talking a lot about the insurrection today, so stand by. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, January 6, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 352 of the Biden-Harris administration, 306 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at the Bob Seska and on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. All right, let's bring him in. It's the Goth Ninjas. Yeah. It is uh, Jody Hamilton, all new for 22, <laughs> from the uh, From the Bunker podcast. <laughs> Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. And uh, David T. Rex Ferguson mm-hmm, from Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Oh, hi. hi. Hi, hello. How's my mic sound? Got a brand new mic. You sound mm. fantastic. Yes, it's it's you sound like incredibly hot. It's yeah. <laughs> Does it make my ass look fat? No, David said. I asked him. I said, "How do I sound on his new Bluetooth speaker uh, headphones?" And yeah. I, he goes, "You sound thin and beautiful." And I'm like, that's what I wanted. Thin to and gorgeous. Darling. Gorgeous. Thin darling. and gorgeous. Maybe that'll be your new <laughs> nickname. Fab like, quote, actually. Like your morning show nicknames, thin and gorgeous. I'm thin and I'm gorgeous. Good morning. <laughs> 20 minutes after 7, 40 minutes till 8, everybody. Oh, God. Why We're being silly, but this is a very solemn occasion. This is a very uh, a powerful and infuriating occasion. We're one year out from the uh, 1-6 insurrection, and uh, I really want to dig into this today, and I think the best place to start is with President Biden's remarks from the Capitol Rotunda this morning. I've got three clips of this thing, but don't let that fool you. There's so much more to listen to. If you can, after you're done listening to the show, don't interrupt the show. Usually I say, well, you pause the show and go listen to Joe Biden talk. Wait till the show's over and, <laughs> and then go listen to the president. But it is important that you do that uh, beyond just the three clips I have here for you. And I'll explain why in a little bit. We're going to talk about democratic messaging here uh, uh, somewhere in the belly of the show. I think it's going to land. So let's start out here with the uh, first clip. This is basically the opening of uh, the president's remarks at the Capitol Rotunda speaking about the 1-6 insurrection. Fellow Americans, to state the obvious, one year ago today, in this sacred place, democracy was attacked. Simply attacked. 
The will of the people was under assault. The Constitution, our Constitution, faced the gravest of threats. Outnumbered in the face of a brutal attack, the Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department, the National Guard, and other brave law enforcement officials saved the rule of law. Mm. Our democracy held. We, the people, endured. We, the people, prevailed. For the first time in our history, a president had not just lost an election, he tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power yep. as a violent mob breached the Capitol. Mm-hmm. But they failed. Mm-hmm. They failed. And on this day of remembrance, we must make sure that such attack never, never happens again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Very, very well said. And that's... That's my president. That's just the beginning. Yeah. yeah, just the beginning, too. I did not seek this fight brought to this capital one year ago today. <clears throat> but I will not shrink from it either. I will stand in this breach. I will defend this nation. And I will allow no one to place a dagger at the throat of democracy. We will make sure the will of the people is heard, that the ballot prevails, not violence, that authority in this nation will always be peacefully transferred. I believe the power of the presidency and the purpose is to unite this nation, not divide it, to lift us up, not tear us apart. See, about us, about us, not about me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that last part, not about me. Yeah. Donald. Hello, Donald. Hello. And he never mentioned his name. Yeah. Calling you out. The yeah. entire time. He never said his name. He, mm-hmm. he just was keeping that name out of his mouth. Yep. Um, and apparently uh, uh, today on the House floor, when Nancy Pelosi was commemorating, only Dick and Liz Cheney were on the floor of the house. Even wow. Kinzinger wasn't there. That's amazing. Dick Cheney. Who would have thought Cheney. who would have thought Dick Cheney would be on the right side of this thing? I never would have. Carl Rove. Yeah. Hi. Carl yeah. Rove too? I didn't know about Rove. Oh no, the the, the Wall Street Journal um op ed he wrote today? Uh, I didn't hear about this. What is this? What did he write? Oh Lordy Lordy. Oh, I'm so Lordy. glad you're here, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm apparently yeah, I saw lunch. the headline, yeah. but I didn't go to behind the paywall because I here's well, I, I actually get it, but um, uh, he said part of this is on this anniversary. Here's a simple thought experiment: What if the other side had done it? What if in early January 2017, Democrats similarly attired and armed had stormed the Capitol and attempted to keep Congress from receiving the Electoral College results from wow. the 2016 presidential election? Mm-hmm. And he keeps going on, going hi. If this happened, would some of my fellow Republicans accepted it as merely a protest? Did he would say hi? Called- Did he say hi? Or are hi. you adding hi? hi. I am adding hi. <laughs> uh, that would have been so funny if he had said, hi, hello. Hi, hello, hi, <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, no, he continued to write, um, if this happened, would some of my fellow Republicans have accepted it as merely a protest? Would they yeah. have called patriots those charged with violent acts against our country, its laws and constitution? Would they have accepted such extra legal means to change the outcome of a presidential election? No, they would not. I'm certain of that. And then he went mm-hmm. on to go, they would have been outraged, rightfully so. They yeah. would have, you know, 
they would have had hearings. They would have done what we're, what the Democrats are doing and two Republicans so far are oh, yeah. doing. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, why am I agreeing with Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney, and, and <laughs> Carl Rove? And Carl Rove? What yeah. is ro- I cannot wait to loathe these people again. <laughs> I know. Right. Because there's so much to loathe, but when they're on the right side of maybe the most important political issue of our time, which is preserving democracy, right. it's really hard to uh, go for the jugular with those people. No, uh, I mean, they're, they're right. Yeah, and yeah. and I, I'm not never going to argue with somebody who I disagree with 99% of the time when, yeah. no, you're right now. Oh, hey, look, cool. if this had been a band of liberals, and of course, it's, it's even, it's That's silly. what I've been saying all along. If it had been Black Lives Matter storming oh, the Capitol to the put. The guard would have been you know, there. The guard would have been there the day before. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I mean, a guard would have traveled back in time. I mean, just like. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if it had been Democrats storming the Capitol like that, disrupting the uh, electoral vote certification, disrupting Congress, seizing. You know, invading and occupying Congress. Those are the two terms I've been using quite a bit over the past year. Invasion and occupation of Congress. If that had been Democrats, I would have been condemning this just as loudly as I am with it being Republicans. Because each way, they're trying to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. And there are very few other things in this country. As far as our systems, our traditions, our rules, our constitution, there are very few things that we have in place that are more important politically and for the continuity of our government than the peaceful transfer of power. It sounds really esoteric and kind of vague and maybe too broad to fully grasp as being important, but I assure you, there well, is nothing more important. The nonviolent transfer of power to you know oh yeah that's in fact that's, that's what, what it is yeah yeah in fact the the president said that today use those words today the nonviolent transfer of power i believe he said those exact things See, i'm smart yeah exactly You're did smart. you write did you write the speech david i'm, I'm wondering <laughs> one of your f- fancy schmancy muscle. fountain pens you know <laughs> yeah but i that's so vital because in so many cases throughout human civilization the transfer of power comes with warring armies and lots of bloodshed. That It doesn't happen. It very seldom happens the way it's been happening here in this country since our founding. And so this is something we got to hold on to. And as we've all said, as we've all observed for the past six painful years, Donald Trump has zero regard for the traditions, the rules, the ways we conduct our government. He has no respect for any of it. And in fact, he ignores all of it because it's all irrelevant to him. If it's not against the law, he's going to fucking do it. If it's not codified in the, and even if it's he against the law. If it's against the law. Yeah, even if, I mean, it's there's what, that it's too. It's what he but, wants. But he's more, he hesitates more. He's a grabby more. baby. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just a, all ego. I mean, he just is Grabby like, baby. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. That's so perfect. (laughs) Well, here, let's get back to Joe Biden. This is uh, even more powerful, I think, than the uh, previous clip. And here's the truth. A former president of the United States of America has created and spread a web of lies about the 2020 election. He's done so because he values power over principle. Because he sees his own interest. Mm-hmm. is more important than his country's interest, than America's interest. And because his bruised ego matters more to him than our democracy or our Constitution, he can't accept he lost. Wow. 
even though that's what 93 United States senators, his own attorney general, his own vice president, governors and state officials in every battleground state have all said he lost. That's what 81 million of you did as you voted for a new way forward. He has done what no president in American history, the history of this country has ever, ever done. He refused to accept the results of an election and the will of the American people. Fucking A. Yeah. That was a a barn burner of a speech. That's the way you do it. Yep. Did you watch it or just hear it? I watched clips because we had some next level chaos happening here in our place. I mean, I I watched it and his face and he's angry Joe Biden. I like him. Yeah. I mean, he said we we just played the clip. He's going to stand in the breach and defend democracy against these uh, thugs who want to overthrow it, replace it with authoritarianism with this goddamn game show host, this ridiculous cartoon (laughs) character, this liar Mm -hmm. con man from Manhattan as their standard bearer, as the guy. Queens. That's what, yeah. yeah. He's from yeah. Queens. Exactly. He's from fucking Queens, exactly. That's what amazes me and will continuously confound me until my dying days, that this movement is all behind this fucking clown. The guy we all recognized as a clown going back to the 70s, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. The national punchline, Donald Trump, fucking Donald Trump. It's like suddenly uh, let's let's worship at the feet of Mitzelplick from the fucking Super Friends. It's just that ridiculous. And by the way, backwards, it's Slipple Skim. I just wanted to mention that in case he's lurking around here. <laughs> the only way you can make him go away is to say his name backwards. So <laughs> that's the rule. Um, let's see what else. David Jolly tweeted earlier today, no mincing words. Biden this morning declares Trump an enemy of American democracy and yeah, you're damn right. Uh, meantime, Stephanie Grisham speaking on New Day after talking to the January 6th committee said uh, Trump was, quote, gleefully watching the Capitol yeah. attack from the White House dining room, hitting rewind and saying, look at all those people fighting for me. Stephanie Grisham, those of you who don't know, was uh, uh, Donald Trump's press secretary for a period of time there. For like a second. Yeah. She yeah, worked in the, the press only room. press secretary in White House history who did not ever do a live press conference. Exactly. Right, right. She was uh, after Huckabee and before Kayleigh McEnany. Yeah, Kayleigh McEnany. Yeah. Um, so that's incredible. <laughs> Coming from a White House insider, he was yeah. gleefully watching the Capitol attack. Because, of course, yes, exactly, Jody. Of course he was. This is what he loves. Because he knew that if they were successful, he would come out the winner in all of this. Mm-hmm. All he gives a shit about is what's in it for me. He doesn't care how that happens. He doesn't care how many people go to jail for him. And we're going to be talking about some of the numbers from 1-6 here in just a second. He doesn't mind throwing everybody, including his own family, under the bus. So as he's watching... This gang of thugs, these weekend warrior militia cosplayers storming the barricades of the Capitol, invading and occupying Congress, mm-hmm. injuring, and again, we're going to have the numbers here in a second, countless Capitol police officers. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably his first erection in maybe two decades. <clears throat> I, oh, do you have to me? work so blue? 
I'm sorry. Why the hell did I go there? It's I, uh, gross. My retinas are now gone. I have no sight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. TV's Frank Conniff uh, had a great quote about today. He said, in honor of the Jan 6 anniversary, do something illegal and embarrassing, then make things easy for law enforcement by posting photos and videos of it. Today should be a somber reflection of what it means to be an absolute dipshit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah. Thank Videotaping you, this crime spree is the best idea we ever had. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> These fucking morons, too. Thank yeah. God they were so dumb. I mean, yeah. Look, the history of the internet is checkered by, you know, teenager after teenager, giving people swirlies and doing all kinds of obnoxious shit, running video on it, and then getting caught after the fact because they videotaped yeah. it and put it up on Facebook. And these chronological grown-ups went in, invaded, occupied the Capitol, and took all kinds of video of it. Like, hey, look at this. It's great for my brand. It's great for my reach on Facebook. Look how many Instagram my real clicks. Firm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wellness yeah. spa. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so many. So I would like to talk convenient. just briefly about cancel culture. Oh. In that Trump canceled his press conference today. Oh, yeah. The Cobb County Republicans suddenly remembered they had to wash their hair tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. having the well, what happened was the Republicans started calling Donald Trump and saying, no, 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 do not do this. They're waving right. flashlights like on the tarmac of an airport. Right. Go back to Marla. No, don't go anywhere near a microphone or a TV camera. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, because Donald Trump is ultimately a coward, he ran away. Yeah. Sir Donald ran away. <laughs> yes, he did. Ran away, away he did. Brave, brave Sir Donald. When reporters asked about what he said, he bravely turned his tail and fled, and he hid right there behind his desk. And, and he chickened, chickened out. out. Yes, he did. <laughs> I just did a merry little sea jig around the, the desk now that I have wireless earbuds. <laughs> That's so cool. You've got new headphones. I've got new uh, new microphone right here. And by the way, Kimberly Johnson does this impression of Chris Matthews. Maybe she'll do it on the after party tomorrow or, or maybe she'll do it on her show. <laughs> but every time I've talked about my microphone, my new microphone, which has been quite a bit over the past week since I ordered it, uh, she's, always done, <laughs> she's always said the word microphone in her Chris Matthews voice. She goes, oh, you got a new microphone. And I was like, yeah, I, I did. She goes, oh, congratulations on your new microphone. It's just, and it's just like, oh, holy shit, it's ridiculous. It's uncanny how much she sounds like Chris Matthews. And I don't know what that says about Kimberly or Chris Matthews. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of the Republicans flagging Donald Trump away from doing any events today, which, by the way, it's not going to last long. He's going to do all the things that he was going to do today. He's going to do it all during his Arizona rally, which I think is this this weekend. So get ready, Hal Sparks. Um, <laughs> but I think one of the Republicans might have been Ted Cruz. Now, bear in mind, Ted Cruz is going to be running for president against Donald Trump in, in a year or so. So keep that context in mind when you hear what he had to say in the Senate yesterday. Uh, we are approaching a solemn anniversary this week, uh, and it is an anniversary of a violent terrorist attack on the Capitol where we saw the men and women of law enforcement demonstrate incredible courage, incredible bravery, uh, risk their lives uh, to defend the men and women who serve in this capital. 
That's pretty amazing. He just referred to the insurrection. It still has an audible level of slime. Yes, on it, well, of course. Yes, Remember that he's yeah. introduced the fucking motion to challenge Arizona's results that morning. Mm-hmm. He yeah, did. you know, yeah. It's so yeah. it's like you were. This was, you know, fuck you. You did this. Make no mistake. T- yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, he's David. really like boiled okra for the ears. You know. <laughs> Yummy. But again, running for president in 24, this is the first shot across Donald Trump's big fat bow. I mean, this is what uh, we can expect starting just about a year from now when all the Republicans start throwing their hats, their red hats into the ring. And uh, so get ready for that. Just a year away. The next presidential election. Just a year away. You can hear the excitement of my voice. It used to be that when there was a presidential election around the corner, I was like a kid at Christmas time. I was having fun. I was playing the MSNBC president music. This, I would play this. And like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Presidential election coming up. Countdown 12 months away. I can't wait. Oh, stop. And now I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm fuck. Getting, fuck. I'm getting me. PTSD. I'm like, <laughs> let me get a paper bag to breathe in. <laughs> but the presidential is... election at this point means we're going to rip open a big gash in the fabric of society and see what ugly shit tumbles out. Yeah. You well, know, at the very least. Things that appall us and disgust us and make us have a hard time sleeping at night. Yeah. It, uh, it depends on the 22 outcome. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's what it depends on. Uh, if if the 22 outcome is what we hope it will be, then he will not run. He's just going to raise money until they finally figure it out. And it but also, if 22 turns around to be like not good for the Democrats, mm-hmm. he's going to fucking run. Plus, there's this RICO case in yeah. New York City that the district attorney is opening up. And that's the one that I'm really looking forward to because that mm-hmm. cuts to the heart of Donald Trump's entire con. This is all about enriching himself, and he's not afraid to use mob techniques. I mean, Rico is what they use to go after the fucking mafia. That's the weapon they use, the legal weapon. And now they're going after Donald Trump with that. And so pretty sure thing that there are going to be charges up there. Uh, Also, in a secondary way, I think maybe Georgia as well. And then there's absolutely going to be criminal referrals coming out of the 1-6 committee. And we're going to be talking about Merrick Garland here in a second. And fingers crossed on the DOJ front as well. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. But first, here are some numbers out of the insurrection. This is from the L.A. Times. This was compiled by the L.A. Times. Uh, Really interesting stats here for uh, what happened a year ago and what's happened since. Uh, Number one, minutes Trump spoke before the siege. That would be 70 minutes. Pretty damn close. Plus, we remember Alex Jones talking about how he was going to lead the crowd. He was coordinating with the White House and with Secret Service to lead the crowd from the Ellipse to the Capitol building. That's what Alex Jones said either on the day or the day after on his show. Now, granted, Alex Jones, as we have said many, many times on this show, is a big fat liar. But who knows? He may be telling telling the truth on this one. He's just that dumb. Everyone wanted a piece of it. Everyone wanted to take credit for it before it became one of those things where you go, "Ah, yeah, maybe you should slowly step away from the insurrection. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, but they're not that smart, as uh, Frank Conniff just said. Uh, Number two, rally attendance, thousands, just thousands. Number three, people surrounding the Capitol before the breach, several thousand. 
Number four, Capitol Police on duty that day, 1,200. 1,200 Capitol Police on duty. Number five, deaths from the insurrection, five. Five deaths. Uh, number six, officers injured, more than 140 officers injured. That's a staggering number. You know, a lot of these guys like to say, well, you know, what happened in uh, Minneapolis or Portland or whatever is just as bad, just as awful. No, it's not. No. <clears throat> no. Apples and, and wood. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's literally, there's not even fruit involved in the comparison. It's mm -hmm. insane. What happened in Portland and Minneapolis and other places was about people demonstrating against cops killing unarmed black men. That's right. Not trying to overturn elections yeah, yeah. <laughs> or be seditious or insurrectionist. I mean, it's, it's I hate that comparison. <laughs> I know. There's nothing good about uh, looting and violence. However, there is no comparison between throwing a brick through the window of a Wendy's restaurant right. versus invading and occupying the United States Congress in order to overthrow an election. These are two mm -hmm. remarkably divergent things to do. Yep. Just so we're clear on this, I think it's obvious to everyone listening to this show, but just in case you hear someone draw that comparison, usually out of racist intent, they're absolutely wrong. Mm. There's no... Usually, no, go ahead and just put the 100% on there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, well, I'd also like to They're see. bringing that up. If they go straight from, like, coup attempt to unarmed protesters... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, protesting the deaths of black men. Yeah, that's just racism. Well, how many uh, police officers were injured during the BLM protests? I assure you, zero. All accumulated, nowhere near one hundred forty. No, uh, and you, you say I don't zero even think anywhere. I'm going. I'm, uh, my guess is zero because we would yeah. have heard about it ad infinitum. Oh, of course. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Trump would have never shut up about it when of he was not. president. So yeah. if 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 there had been any police officer injured let alone killed mm -hmm. we would know about that person's name. Yeah. Um and how wonderful they were and all that stuff. We would know that person. That mm -hmm. person They'd be doesn't the exist. Ashley Babbitt treatment. Exactly. Yeah. They would yeah. be honoring that cop like they're honoring a fucking traitorous sedition. Yeah. Knew who knew better. Mm -hmm. Uh and if she had just complied well, yeah. here, here's another number that I think we lose sight of. Number seven, people arrested, more than 700. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, these are all the foot soldiers. These are all the suckers, the gullible bastards who were fished in by an obvious con man and other obvious con men like uh, the Q guys in the Philippines and so on. But 700 people. So there is justice being served in all of this, even though it might not yet be Donald Trump. Yes, but being we're gonna, the operative word. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, number eight, hours the certification of electors was delayed, more than 13 hours. So maybe that's not the entirety, 13 hours, the entirety of the occupation of Congress, but it was a good chunk of it. Mm -hmm. it, for, you start with the disruption where we see video of people like Mitt Romney and Mike Pence literally running for their lives. Yeah. Running members of the Senate, the vice president, Trump's own handpicked. Well, I don't know if he handpicked him. I, I tend to think that was Paul Manafort. But suffice to say, Trump's vice president running for his life because he otherwise might have been hanged. Right. Uh, the same with Mitt Romney. I can only imagine what they would have done to Mitt Romney. Can you Any imagine recognizable anybody that was recognizable to the you know rank and file humans 
in yeah. this country yeah. was at risk of being murdered. Right, right. So it's it's both terrifying and tantalizing, uh, just from a, a thought exercise point of view, mm-hmm. to imagine what would have happened if they had actually gotten their hands on a sitting member of Congress, whether on the Senate side or the House side, uh, and what they might have done to that person. Because certainly they weren't holding back elsewhere in the Capitol building. Certainly they were doing their worst when it came mm-hmm. to invading offices and ransacking uh, the, the chambers and making off with the podiums and so on. Sitting in the chairs at the top of the dais on the House mm-hmm. side. You know, where usually the Vice President and the Speaker of the House sit during the uh, State of the Union addresses. Mm-hmm. Number nine, cost of the cleanup and repairs $1.5 million to more than $30 million. That's a hell of a range. I mean, they destroyed. This is amazing. These are people who are claiming to have defend democracy. Of course, what they're doing is they're bringing about authoritarianism. They're overthrowing the democratic process. But they claim to love America. They claim to be patriotic American. How many American flags were waving? And yet they destroyed the temple of democracy. They did their best to tear down that place with their fists, with weapons. Jesus. $30 million, upwards of $30 million worth of uh, cleanup and repairs. Number 10, people subpoenaed by Congress, 50 plus. This is the 1-6 uh, committee. And there is, of course, an investigation happening on the Senate side as well that we hardly ever talk about. Because that isn't necessarily a, uh, I don't think that's a select committee on the Senate side. I think that's an established committee just investigating the whole thing. But uh, 50-plus subpoenas happening, uh, and I imagine more to come in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Number 11, Jan 6-related lawsuits involving Trump, at least five. Let's, hey, you know what? Let's try for 50. (laughs) Anyone got 50? Let's have 50 lawsuits. The more lawsuits, the better. The more misery for Donald Trump, uh, the better off this country will be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, if he manages to walk between the raindrops and avoids any sort of uh, uh, legal ramifications by way of prison, uh, certainly his uh, financial life is going to be screwed over because these lawsuits are going to keep rolling in. Uh, Number 12, this wasn't in the L.A. Times, but I I figured I'd add this one onto the list of uh, insurrection by the numbers. At least 57 people involved with the events of January 6th are running for elected office. Jesus, uh, these numbers include some who are arrested on charges related to the Capitol attack. At least 11 people who have participated in the Jan 6 uh, insurrection were elected to public office in 2020. So they were already in office, 11 people, ranging from state legislatures to city council to school board. Wow. Holy fucking shit. How's that for scary? That's not just a couple of Q people. Running, no. which we've already seen, Bobert, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, this, these are people who think that the way you achieve uh, the preservation of democracy is at the point of a gun, is that is with violence, which is nothing about democracy that involves violence. I, I hate to break it to you, democracy, as I've been saying over and over again, is a battle of words and votes. Has nothing to do with violence. You want to say, well, the founding fathers, they fought the revolution. There was no democracy when they fought the revolution. Right. <clears throat> they were living under a monarchy, kids. Yes. Remember that. Remember, <laughs> no, uh, no taxation without representation. There was no representation for the colonists in parliament. 
There was no democracy. They fought to establish a country in which you would fight these battles using words and votes. That was the whole Mm -hmm. point of it. All right, we're going to get into more of this uh, uh, in the next segment, including uh, Merrick Garland's remarks from yesterday. I have something to say about Democratic messaging here uh, coming up, because there were some contrarian Democrats on Twitter uh, looking at Joe Biden's remarks and going, eh, not good enough. And I have something to say to those people. <laughs> that, that pissed me off, especially after everything we've been discussing since the uh, Virginia election this past November. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If there's something uh, just interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, don't worry about it. I've got the solution for you. It's called BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely on the Internet. BetterHelp is going to match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. You can log into your account anytime you want and send a message to your therapist and get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you're not ever going to have to sit in a waiting room possibly getting Omicron. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available too. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So get ready. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Seska. That's BetterHelp.com slash C-E-S-C-A and join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And here, your special offer for Bob Seska Show listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Seska. That's BetterHelp.com slash Seska. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Oh yeah, skyrocketing up the indie charts. This is a great Dave Moulter, brand new single called Approaching the End of Usable Life. So perfect and appropriate for our times, right? DaveMoulterMusic.com to support Dave. And, of course, link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Thanks for supporting all of our indie bands. And, of course, bobseska.com slash music. Submit your stuff to the show. Thank you for doing that in advance. All right, continuing on here. uh, Mara Garland spoke yesterday. Another instance of, not good enough. Now, I want it now, Daddy. I want it now. We're all turning into Veruca Salt, for fuck's sake. Uh, One of the things he said yesterday that caught my attention, uh, Department of Justice remains committed to holding all 1-6 perpetrators at any level accountable under the law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. There we go. Hello. We'll follow the facts wherever they lead. Mm -hmm. And the parenthetical at the end of that remark is, including the former president and Mm -hmm. all of his advisors. That's a thing. It's a real thing. You know, look, ultimately, if they don't have the evidence, because as we've seen, these guys, Donald Trump and all of his henchmen, 
They have a penchant. They have a way about, uh, as I said before, walking between the raindrops, avoiding accountability. This is what Donald Trump has been doing his entire professional life. Right. The only time he was ever fully accountable was when he filed bankruptcy and then also lost the, the 2020 election. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These are the only well, and the charity that it, had to be shut down. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yes, there's that too. There's uh, the Trump Foundation and there's the Trump 25 University. million for Trump University. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, forget what I just said about walking through the raindrops. There are other occasions <laughs> when he's held accountable. But this is the, this history tells us that when you combine, um, you know, the Precedent with investigating former presidents and uh, Donald Trump's ability to wiggle out of this shit. Uh, you know, there's a, a slim chance that he could get away with it. I mean, we have to be ready for that because ultimately we are a nation of laws. There is something called mm-hmm. the rule of law. If there's not enough evidence to convict or even to indict Donald Trump right. in front of a grand jury, and then it's not going to happen. That doesn't right. mean he's innocent. But I just feel like all the evidence is right there in front of us. <clears throat> yes, he of course. Said to the people, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. Yes. yes. We're going to yes. walk down. Wait, walk down to the Capitol. <laughs> 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 the honking. Oh, God, the honking. Well, well the, thing, the thing is, is, is like it's going after anybody that's powerful mm-hmm. is hard enough. Yeah. But we're, it's an ex-president. Mm-hmm. It's 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 worse than going after Bill Gates or O.J. Simpson or other people that have money and influence. He was the president, like it or not. Yep. Yeah. And we literally, I mean, I've been joking about this. We have to cross our eyes and dot our t's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because if if this is not to perfection, it won't happen. Right. Yeah, right. We'll get a lot of it. And yeah. by the way, he did prosecute Ted uh, uh, Timothy McVeigh. And, and Nichols. Oh yeah. And there were the, none of those convictions were overturned. The man knows what he's doing. Oh yeah. It's remarkable to see people who otherwise understand how the law works going. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't he stand up there and say, "I'm going after Donald Trump personally"? So watch because out. Because he can't. He you can't. don't tell the subject that you're right. going after. Yeah. You don't tell the target. Right. 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 Maybe he should have just made the law and order sound before he started speaking, and people would have taken it seriously. And That's this right. stu- I mean, think about it. As, as AG was saying, oh, God, Lonnie's on the roof on my garage. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's not going to pull a Clark Griswold, is he? I hope With not. the ladder. It's nice out. It's sunny out. So, <laughs> oh, bay. Anyway, right. um, uh, he, so the thing is, 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 is between this and Watergate, which is what he did refer to as well, Watergate had a lot less people to go after. Yeah. A lot less. There weren't, there weren't a thousand plumbers. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So the, he's, he's prosecuting 700 people. So the, the department is prosecuting 700 people so far. There's another 300 or so people that they're still trying to find. Oh yeah. Yeah. With limited I mean, resources. The guy from Bob's Burgers finally lost his fucking job. Wait, one of the uh, voice actors from Bob's Burgers was involved. Jimmy in the Pesto. What? Why am I so out of the fucking loop today? Where have know. you been? I don't, I don't know. know because you spent half your life on Twitter yelling at people. <laughs> That could be why. Or the no, last three days taking cold showers, yeah, because you know, of the voice actor that heat, wa- voiced Jimmy Pesto, yeah. who who whose uh, uh, restaurant is across the street from Bob's Burgers. He and Bob Belcher, Jimmy and Bob, have this rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tina loves Jimmy Jr. Okay. So it's a little Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. I see. All right. So I think they should just kill Jimmy Pesto off because they've never brought the wife on. <laughs> and so then you have Linda Belcher and Mrs. Pesto having a rivalry. 
I'm mm. writing this for them right now. But no, he finally lost his gig because he was with the fucking thing. We, he was um, outed about, God, eight, nine months ago. And oh. finally, Bob's Burgers fired him. Okay, thank God. Oh, Jesus. You think? <laughs> uh, Mara Garland continued by saying, the actions we have taken thus far will not be our last. Uh, the yep. department rain, remains committed to holding all Jan 6 perpetrators at every level accountable under the law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. Fucking A. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's pretty strong. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I seem to be out of touch. It just it seems strong and powerful to me. It seems like, you know what? I'm playing my cards close to the vest, but mm-hmm. yeah, don't don't worry about it. Don't, you know, we're we're going after the big guys. We're we're going after the architects. It took of this two thing. years to get to Nixon for fuck's sake. Yeah, and again, yeah. they didn't have a thousand plumbers to go after. But look who was prosecuted. Look who eventually yeah. did prison time out of Watergate. I, and that was just the bugging of the Democratic National Committee headquarters. This yeah. is an invasion and occupation of Congress. And in that case, in Watergate. Everyone from the architect of the break-in, G. Gordon Liddy, all the yep. way up to the attorney general, all went to fucking Stretch. prison over Watergate. That's a pretty big deal. So there is precedent. Even if Donald Trump somehow gets away with it, that doesn't mean Mark Meadows and, and right. Steve Bannon and some of these other rat bastards are going to uh, skate too. No, they won't. Uh, this, I, I would be very afraid if I were those people. I'd have a go bag ready. Yeah. Because they might have to flee the country under an assumed identity. I'm just saying that would be my favorite thing for like anyone to wouldn't recognize Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Everyone would be like, "Wait, is that a heap of oily rags in the garage, or is it Steve Bannon?" Look, David. If he just took one shirt off, nobody would know. Look, that that carbuncle is dressed like a woman. He's trying to get on that flight. What is that? Oh my God, that oozing carbuncle. Stop him. <laughs> He's an oozing carbuncle. Thank you. He is an oozing carbuncle. That's yeah. it. That's the name Ugh. of the show. Oozing carbuncle. I'm a little nauseous now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, me. Uh, Garland also invoked Watergate, signaling that the Department of Justice intends to hold the pawns and the masterminds accountable, uh, says Mueller, she wrote, just as the DOJ did during Watergate. If that weren't his intention, he wouldn't have invoked Watergate. So thank you, AG, at Mueller, she wrote, right? Um, and she's been on top of this. I thought for a second you said Mullah. Mullah? Wrote, and I was thinking, like, yeah, yeah we're going to have, like, no, like an Iranian, you know, like, imam who goes places on vacation and people keep dying. And he, and he solves the mysteries. Sorry. I just, that might end up being the title of the show, Mullah Shiro. Mullah I'm sure Allison will love that. Yes, I seriously doubt it. I think Allison will hear that and go, stop, don't. Oh, I think she'd laugh. She's got a good sense of humor. She'd laugh. Goth ninjas, stop it. <laughs> Oh, shit, that's funny. Fucking shock collars. I'm I'm going to renegotiate my contract about these. <laughs> Mullah, she wrote. Holy shit. 
okay, I, I want to talk about this uh, very briefly. And you guys know I like Ellie Mistal. He's, of course, one of the uh, members of the Stephanie Miller Extended Cinematic Universe. He's a regular on the show. Uh, I really enjoy his Twitter feed. I enjoy his passion. I enjoy his hair. I enjoy everything about, <laughs> about Ellie Mistal. His hair is awesome. But today, I feel it like... It sounds like something you'd say on ecstasy. I really enjoy your hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got great hair. He does. I wish my hair were that thick. I just, I'm so jealous. Uh, but, you know, sometimes he gets a little contrarian and is kind of like folding his arms and going, yeah, impress me. Just Im do it. Try to impress me. And that drives me bananas. So, like, today, after the president's speech... Ellie Mistel's remark was, I would have liked this Biden speech better a year ago. I said, oh, okay, look. First off, a year ago, he wasn't in office. Yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> also, right. Point. Yeah, there is that point. Point to Jody Hamilton, yes. Yeah. Correct for two marks. <laughs> but, but also, one year ago today, he did deliver these kinds of powerful remarks. For example, he said, let me be clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not represent who we are. What we are seeing is a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It borders on sedition, and it must end now. He also said, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution by demanding an end to the siege. But at the end of the remarks, he said, so President President Trump, step up. So yes, Joe no. Biden delivered strong, powerful uh, remarks about all of this a year ago, but I feel like since November, and in fact, going back years before that, it's been a perennial thing that we've been griping about in the Democratic Party, which is better messaging, please. Where's the good messaging, Democrats? Why can't the Democrats deliver good messages? Well, here's the president today delivering unequivocally his most powerful remarks to date. And you could include the inauguration in that. You can include uh, State of the Union addresses. This was uh, Joe Biden's shining moment as a, as a public speaker, mm -hmm. as, a, as a leader in this country. And <laughs> here you go, messaging for you. Democrats here, great messaging, lots of quotable things here, whether it's little short things or much larger things that you can use in ads, that you can use in memes, that you can use in tweets, you can spread all over social media. And the reaction to it from Democrats is, meh. That makes me crazy. And that makes me think that no matter how good the messaging is, we're still going to be like, not good enough. Right. It's so annoying. Well, I feel like it's always a percentages game. Yeah, yeah. There are some people who, I mean, you know, not to put too fine upon on it, that, you know, being contrary butters their bread. Yeah, sure, mm -hmm. um, sure. So it's, you know, well, it's not like, everyone goes as far as Glenn Greenwald. Mm -hmm. Thank well, Jesus. Fuck that oh, that's guy. a completely but, different um, uh, ball game with him. It yeah. is. It's it's like a kid at Christmas going, thank you for the bicycle, but I wanted to Schwinn, not this piece of shit you got me. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Again, not good enough. Not no, good enough. Not good enough. Not good and enough. and that's what it, and it's not specific to Ellie or any. <laughs> it's more any, like you gave me a bicycle and I wanted a unicorn. God damn <laughs> right, it! Right, fucker! How dare you? Ever. 
This thing you gave me a pony. Glitter. Uh, exactly. You gave me a pony and not a unicorn. How dare you? Yeah, that's I mean, exactly it's just, right. It's yeah. such bullshit, yeah. Yeah. you know? It's like, fuck you. Yeah, and again, that goes to my thesis that uh, sometimes I believe the Democrats, and I'm not singling out Ellie necessarily in all of this. I think we all have a part of this in our value systems and our personalities, that when there's a great message that's coming from the party establishment, we're kind of too independent in our thought to go, yeah, look what the Democratic Party is saying. Because, of course, we're going to get labeled uh, an apparatchik for the party, a rubber stamp for the party, you know, an apologist for the party. I mean, for eight years, uh, I was a supporter of Barack Obama. He was my guy. I mean, in the history of, of, of my following politics, there has been no other candidate who has spoken to me quite like Barack Obama. Suffice to say, big fan. And I think I can justify that given enough time. Uh, there's lots of things to use to justify it. But you However, will still admit that he's fallible. You do well, not claim that Barack yeah. Obama walks on water. You no, don't have pictures no. of him all no. over your house. No, I wasn't drawing uh, angelic yard. paintings of him or anything like that. I wasn't doing that. But at the same time, I was perpetually labeled as an Obama bot. That's all I got. Because I was saying, hey, look, this is good news. The economy's doing well. Or look at the economy improving. Look at the deficit going down. Look at this great health care bill that was just passed. And here's why it's great. Oh, why are you such an apologist for the Democratic Party, Bob? Or an, an apologist for Barack Obama? You're an Obot, Bob. You're a card-carrying Obot. Cenk Uger used to say that about me all the time. There's nothing that Barack Obama uh, does or says that Bob won't defend. It's just like, oh, fuck off. And it's like, well, why don't the Democrats have great messaging? Well, if a great message falls in the forest and there's no one around to repeat it, does it make a sound? No. No, it doesn't. So this kind of... Okay, that uh, line was worthy of, like, broadcast news. I feel like that was, like, that needs to go into whatever screenplay you finally write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. When a great message falls in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see Holly Hunter saying that with, like, tears in her eyes. Yeah, it's know? like, oh, God, I, I watch too many Aaron Sorkin things, I think. Okay, there's there's more to talk about here uh, coming up, including a bit about uh, Sebastian Gorka. Greetings. And I've ordered some nachos and a lovely charade. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, whenever I see a Sebastian Gorka story and the Thursday show is coming up, I'm like, oh yeah, David's going to be here and we're going to talk about <laughs> Gorka. Yeah. All right, well, if you're only listening to... Dr. The- Gorka. <laughs> All right, well, if you're only listening to the free portion of the show, which is what you're doing right now, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever, you're only hearing the first hour of the show, the first two acts of the show. You're missing the third act. There's an additional 20 minutes of show after the end credits at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. We're going to be talking about Tucker Carlson and uh, why he's suddenly the purveyor of masculinity somehow. We're going to be talking about that on the Shadow Dogger today. That's going to be fun. The arbiter of manliness, Tucker That's right. Carlson. Manly man, Tucker Fluffy Carlson. Fluffy little dough ball that he is. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I plus- mean, he practically drips flour. He's just ready to be thrown into some boiling oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And plus, another Republican has been arrested for underage sex trafficking. That's on the Shadow Docket today, too. Uh, The Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday, 
after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you $5 per month, and you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast. Don't miss out. Again, it's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. Bob Seska. Somehow, slouching in towards Gethsemane with 30 pieces of silver and gold, waiting on the tribal clans of old. Oh, yeah, so perfect for today. This is the brand new single from Will Kimbrough. This is a song called I Don't Want to Start a War. Killer lyrics in this one. I just love it. I love it so much. WillKimbro.com. Link in the description under this episode to support Will, to support Dave Moulter, to support all of our independent recording artists here on the show. And as I said before, BobSeska.com slash music to submit. All right, moving along here on the show. Uh, let's see. As I said before the break, Sebastian Gorka is about to go through some things. Yeah. Gorka. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sebastian Gorka. Gorka. My last name is Gorka. I am the Gorka. I am the king of all Gorkas. <laughs> you can call me Gorka Reno. Just don't call me the dude. All right, so the 1 6 committee is seeking Sebastian Gorka's phone records. Ha ha ha. Yes, uh, they're going to be triangulating around all of the architects of the 1 6 insurrection, uh, including. Uh, information from Sebastian Gorka, his phone records. Did and you guys which, see Shaun of the Dead? Yes, I love that. I love Shaun of the Dead. when he's talking to his mother and, the, and she's just, she says the zombies, she's like, they're very bitey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Holy and shit. I'm just thinking Sebastian Gorka's phone records from 1-6. He's like, oh, they're very fighty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have left my room at the Hilton. You know, like... <laughs> Where, where's the buffet? You know, just... Uh. Oh. I, I hope I deleted my entire Pornhub history <laughs> from my phone. <laughs> so, you know what? God, it's, you know, if there's anyone who's into underage hentai, it's fucking Sebastian. <laughs> like, the 1-6 committee's gonna find my tentacle porn. I do love a crumulent bit of tentacle <laughs> I love it. I love it. Delicious bit of hentai. (laughs) (laughs) Sebastian Gorka. Allegedly. We're saying this allegedly. And who's alleging it? We're alleging it because we're joking. We're joking about just so he doesn't sue us. We're saying he's in a tentacle. Po- we have no evidence that Sebastian. You'll Gorka- hear from my lawyer. But, but maybe we can <laughs> my get my solicitor. <laughs> maybe we can get Sebastian Gorka to deny that he enjoys tentacle porn on Pornhub. Oh yeah, <laughs> See, that would be that would be an accomplishment. We're just asking questions. We're just, We're just saying. asking questions like yeah. Tucker Carlson. What? Right, right. It's like that lower third under Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. With the, it's right. always got the question mark at the end, right? Right. Why does why does Sebastian Gorka love tentacle porn? What is hentai? And why does Sebastian Gorka like hentai, apparently? Why? Apparently. We don't know. I mean, we're just asking. 
<laughs> well, they're I mean, gonna people get us, are saying. People are yes. saying. That's right. People that's are right. Saying, yeah. uh, let's see what else here. Mike Pence might be called to testify too. Uh, Benny Thompson has a sight set on Pence, and of course, this is this is obviously going to happen. This is something Mike Pence has to testify in this. If they don't get Mike Pence, they're out of their fucking minds. I mean, Mike well, Pence. He is, may not do imagine- it. His staff has already testified. So yeah, they're already oh, yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. already done deal. So. I mean, interrogating as- Mike Pence, I just imagine like the good cop, bad cop thing, except it's just a glass of milk sitting there in the chair. <laughs> like, where were you on the night of January fifth? Glug, yeah. glug, glug. <laughs> exactly. They're questioning Mike Pence, who's just a glass of milk sitting on the uh, sitting on the <laughs> dais, <laughs> and uh, in, a, in a pale blue suit. Right, and then there's a staffer who's blowing a straw into it. <laughs> so it goes right so there. There's Mike Pence. Thank right. you. And then they transcribe Thank you, Mr. Vice that, like yeah. as his testimony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mike Pence uh, sat before the one six commission today. Here's a bit of his testimony. <laughs> We're being a, very sick. Just a guy blowing bubbles into a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Hey, does uh, Ron DeSantis have COVID? What do you guys think? I think so. Did you see that thing today? He was yeah. Really, his, his breathing was super labored. Yeah. You know what it sounded like? I watched it a couple of times. First of all, it sounded like he was holding back tears, but he wasn't talking about anything that would involve any kind of emotion right. like that. No, he's talking about manufacturing is the gateway to the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you ever gotten to that situation where you're delivering important remarks or something or you're being interviewed? This happens to me every once in a while, especially if I'm nervous going into something where I'll inhale, but I'll forget to exhale while I'm talking. And I'll be like, ah. And this is just <laughs> your voice starts to fall apart. And right. that's oh, all to say the lead singer. Yeah. Like you get on stage and the band kicks in and you're dancing just a little bit too hard. Yeah, exactly. And you get up to the mic to sing and you're completely winded. Yes. Mm-hmm. And right. there's nothing you can do about it for the whole song. And yeah. You, ugh, God, so you're taking little be. shallow breaths, right? Between words yeah. or something like that and in order to not pass out. writing so many words so close together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, that's what he sounded like. He sounded like he couldn't catch his breath. He couldn't yeah. get enough air into his lungs. And that's another indication. He just, I mean, we haven't really covered another show because, well, we were off for two weeks, but he disappeared. He vanished. And there've been all kinds of rumors, haven't there, about why uh, he just disappeared, didn't tell anyone where he was going. He was trying to get more bugs into his human suit. (laughs) 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 He sprung a leak and some fire ants came out through an ear or something. Right. We were just like, that's what's going on. All the bugs are like, his human suit is itchy today because there's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, meantime, uh, that's it's still a mystery with Ron DeSantis. We don't know uh, what's going on with him, but it, it's possible that he had COVID and was maybe even on a respirator because he's definitely having trouble breathing. His latest public remarks just couldn't catch his breath. This is very strange, very strange. I mean, he's not the greatest public speaker in the world. Make no mistake. No. I mean, he's kind of an average politician. He barely won the governor's race in Florida. I mean, he's, I mean, by the skin of his fucking disgusting teeth. But uh, so I mean, it could be anything, but it indicates to me this is something respiratory related. You know, it was like with uh, Donald Trump in the Jerusalem speech when, you know, it might have been his uh, might have been that he had a stroke. And God bless. Or no, sh- sh- yeah. <laughs> uh, or it could have been his teeth or something. Okay, Grandpa, let's get you back into the day room. 
<laughs> right. Oh shit. So uh, meantime, there's something. There's something happening where the flu is con- combining with COVID to create something called fluorona. How about that shit? And it's I been heard it. Yeah. It's been spotted in L.A. L.A. The first case of fluorona has been detected at the Getty Center. So. Well, that's where I got my PCR test. Was at the Getty Center. Oh shit! I hope you didn't my get fluorona. My question is. Where is well, this no, they happening? Just test is this you. like two a person just gets infected with both at the same time? Yeah, that's what they're calling it. Basically, because yeah. when okay, when so I it's not a mutant like no, 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 super it's, mega 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 man organism. Because the same <laughs> test you can detect the flu. Oh, I see. As well as the coronavirus, it's mm-hmm. the same test. Only they go a little bit higher up in your nose for the flu. Okay. Um, because it's not as respiratory. Oh, so it's it's like how I do my because like when I did my tests because I was exposed. Did not catch it, thankfully, mm-hmm. because of masks and vaccinations. But the first test I took was at home, and I piffed my brain, and it came <laughs> out negative. And then I went to across the Getty Center, where it's 911covidtesting.com for anybody that lives here. Yeah. Um, and it's right across the street from the Getty Center on Sepulveda. And he was so gentle. He was gentle. Did, he was so gentle. But you stabbed your own brain. I, mean, I you told like- him that. I like Exactly. He was like, he goes, okay, here I go. And I'm like, you're gentler than I am. <laughs> And he said, thank you. And I said, no, thank you. And then the third test, I de- again pissed my brain because I'm like, I don't know what I got. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and all three came out negative. But I guess that's because that test can also test for the flu. So most likely because it's flu season, mm. they're probably running both tests. Yeah, it could be. Well, the patient was described what only as a- it fluorona? Why not fluorona. just fluvid? Fluvid. Fluvid it would be better. No one uses coronavirus anymore. But in fact- on a couple of occasions of the past, I don't Hopefully. know, 24, 48 hours, I've seen people on Twitter still using the term the Rona, which is like, oh, w- welcome to May of 2020 with yeah. the Rona. We've all moved on. We're calling it COVID. Well, I don't know. Well, how about they call Maybe it Maybe they skipped fluvid because it's already like a chemotherapy medicine. They're about to roll out like a big pharmaceutical thing. Oh, yeah, maybe, Fluvid. maybe. Ask your doctor if fluvid is right for you. What effects <laughs> include? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a teenage boy with mild symptoms who tested positive for both flu and COVID. So, you know, maybe... It's just something where if if someone has flu and COVID at the same time, they're spreading right. both. But it's not like they've intertwined and formed. No, this it's not. It's not become because those are two vastly different viral yeah, viruses. Yeah. I don't think they commingle yet. No, thank God, thank God for it. I got tested today because one of my coworkers at the bakery came up positive. Oh, and that's right. The only person, but we all wear masks at the bakery. We're all vaccinated, and like he, nobody else has turned up positive. Which Good. I'm sure, like he has been probably he's like the sweetest guy. Yeah, and yeah. who knows like how he came into contact with it? But like he was so worried that he'd gotten any other people oh, sick. Do you, you know? do you have the psychosomatic thing like Kimberly and I have? Because every time we uh, go out, one of us goes out, or we both go out, or we had uh, guys in here three days in a row to fix our hot water heater. So every time they leave, we're like. I feel like I have COVID now. And that's oh, just no, the psychosomatic. Do that <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> you know. It happens to me every time I come home from H&M. And I, I think yeah. it, some of it maybe just be like dust and lint from freshly manufactured clothes. That's probably it. Uh, making my nose run and stuff. But I have a mask on, like bolted to my face the whole time I'm there. Well, yeah, but with me, like, I'm, wearing th- I'm wearing three masks now. A surgical oh mask, a three-layer cloth mask, and then another mask. And so now I'm getting mask knee. 
you know, <laughs> acting. Yeah, that's not good. You're, you, I think you're overdoing it a little bit there. Well, it's LA, our, our, our fucking COVID rates are so high right now, I'm not even risking it. How do you breathe? Yeah. Because, I, you know, when the, Fine. when the maintenance guys come in, I put on two surgical masks. I'm fine. I I I'm, I'm I walk with that on. I, I, you know, I, actually, today I, I was walking and talking on the phone, going, "I need to slow down my walk so I can talk because I yeah. had all the masks on." But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not fucking risking it. People are like, when I'm outside, they're like, "Why are you wearing masks?" I'm like, "Don't want to get it. Don't want to give it." I actually wear three masks. I wear two on my face yeah. and one on my penis. Well, there's so that. There's, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's actually so three. This is what they use for nude scenes. Right. <laughs> a merkin for the lady. <laughs> If she's very well shaved, you got to get a, a merkin, depending on the, That's you right. know, the time period of the piece. Yeah. The challenge is finding a place to, to, to strap the loops to. I mean, where do I That's loop also, that? Yeah. The loops where go. Do loop where do the loops go? <laughs> Shit. Um, all right. Well, uh, where do penis loops go? <laughs> do they find their way home? Sorry. <laughs> All right, the Shadow Dockets coming up next on our Patreon page. Get your asses over there. $5 a month to get two uh, Shadow Docket shows every week. And uh, it's money well spent. It's a bargain at twice the price. We pass the savings on to you. If you're re- feeling really saucy, maybe sign up at $10 a month, too, because then you get the after party. In addition to the Shadow Docket shows, you also get the after party. And that's fun. We love the after party. Tune into the after party tomorrow. You will get to hear Kimberly's Chris Matthews. Yes, that's right. Microphone. Bob's got a new microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Across California, school food professionals are using their skills to develop recipes that incorporate fresher ingredients and more scratch cooking. Learn how they're cooking up change at schoolfoodpros.org. Grant provided by California Community College's Chancellor's Office.